Thank you for tuning into this podcast. This live presentation of the Word of Yah was presented by Senior Pastor Omar Tebow of Philadelphia Christian Church in South Louisiana. Visit our website, philadelphiacc.org, to learn all about us. Our hope is that this message would leave you changed and made better, all because of it. Shalom. The title of this message, if I had to put a title on it, is Fornication Slavery and the Hebrew family. Fornication, slavery, and the Hebrew family. All right? And we're going to just lay it all out. Okay? So get ready. Buckle your seatbelt. Amen? Wake yourself up because we're going in. We're going to open the hood up to our people and see why we have this problem. Huh? And what can we do to fix it? All right? And so let's begin. All right? Uh, um, Fornication is why we have so many broken homes today, so many single parents today, so many fatherless children today, so many brothers on child support, so many brothers locked up because of child support, so many brothers who can't get an income tax in their lifetime because of child support. Anybody hear what I'm talking about up in here? Is the reason why we have a God, the broken communities, Huh? Now, Sambut, we're going to be giving you some scripture that I never gave you. Sambut, go to Proverbs 21 and 17. And if you got your Bible, you know, you could turn to it if you can get that faster than them. Proverbs 21 and 17. As we look at the pro- oh, they got there already. They beat me there. Proverbs 21, 17. The Bible says, whosoever, whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Stop right there. Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Sometimes some people would say that fulfilling the lust of the flesh is pleasure. And when you love pleasure more than the commandments of God, God set in motion a law in the Proverbs. And he says if you love it that much, you will become poor, and you will never be rich. And I want to tell you that this has proven true on our people as a whole. Since fornication is our people's problem, since love and pleasure is our people's problem, guess what? It is the reason why as a people we rank uh, at the bottom of America, at the bottom of some of the peoples of the earth, because we love pleasure too much. All right. Y'all came here for truth tonight. All right. All right. Orlando Patterson in his book uh, uh, entitled Ordeal, it's a brother. He's a professor at Harvard and he wrote a book, The Ordeal. Amen. Uh, And it's all about it's all about black folk. I got another picture of him. Hallelujah. The cultural matrix, understanding black youth. Hallelujah. Sharp brother. Go ahead and uh, see if I got another one. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Harvard Law School professor. Look what he says. He says, the main persisting problems of African Americans arise not from discrimination. I got to stop right there. I got to stop right there. See, because some of us think our biggest problem is the mother folk. And that's not our biggest problem. All right? 
It's not that we want them shooting us in the street. It's not that we want them uh, committing acts of injustice. No, we're going to cut up. We're going to act a clown, all right? But don't get it twisted for one second like they're our biggest problem. They are not our biggest problem. You know who our biggest problem is? We our biggest problem. All right? Can we admit that for a second? All right? All right. He says, in it, he says here, he says, the main persistent problems of Afro-Americans arise not from discrimination, but from a crisis. He's about to enumerate one of the crises, crises that we have, amen, as a people. All right. But from a crisis in nearly all aspects of gender relations. Okay. He said one of the greatest problems that we have as a people is one of them. It's not discrimination, but it's a crisis of gender relations. The way that men and women and the Hebrew community interact with one another. That's our greatest crisis. That's, that's our, some would say greatest, some would say one of our greatest. Let me tell you, it's in the top three. You see, it's in the top three. He said, listen. He said, he say, listen, in all aspects of gender relations, all right? And what's our topic tonight? Fornication, right? How men and women interact. How they commit sexual immorality with one another. And that's part of our crisis. You see, when we look at the numbers because of fornication, we see that black folk, huh, we have children, and 69.4% of our children born without a daddy on the birth certificate are coming to the hospital or claiming their children. 69%. 69. what? 0.4%. That means that if we took a random selection of our women in the hood, and we lined up 10 of them, Bryce, we can count seven of them that don't have an active father in the home. Seven of them. It would only be three of them. And that's why, man of God, when you have children with your wife and you go to the hospital, they treat you funny. They treat you, go sit down in there, they treat you like her brother. And we get mad, amen, we like, what you wrong? I'm a husband, look, we wanna show the ring. If we forgot the ring, we showed the ring 10. No, that's my wife. And we get them straight, but you got to understand where they're coming from. Seven out of 10. Seven out of 10 pregnancies in that hospital that happened that day. Most of them going in their bottom cells. Most of them going in there without their daddies. Most of them going in there without their husbands. It's a crisis in our community. Come on, give y'all some glory. Amen. Come on, he's revealing some things. And, and the Alaska natives, where Chris Kopp is in, Al in Alaska, he said that those folk act like black folks so much, but what he don't know is the trek from Asia across Alaska into America. He don't, he don't know about that just yet, but, but their uh, 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 um, um, single birth rate is the same thing. It's 68%, all right? Then we flip to Hispanics. They're doing a little bit better, 51%. Huh? Then we jump to whites. White single-parent homes, guess what that is? 28%, all right? We got almost 70%, and they got 
28%. Huh? 28%. And I want to tell you, that's only been going up as of late. I'm going to tell you, because in 1998, it was 20%. All right? But because of opioids, because of judgment, because of injustice, they starting to look like us. But my prayer is that we would start to look like them. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Well, we start taking care of our children, taking care of our homes, amen. So something is shifting, amen. And I just want to open the hood to the problem tonight, all right? And even though it's 70, 30, they still doing a lot better than us. And you'll see that reflected, amen, in, in, their, in their communities, in their businesses. I'm going to show you here in a second how these numbers relate to everything that a people have going on in the earth. These numbers right here. What you don't understand is that marriage is the first institution in the Bible. An institution is a type of coming together of people. Marriage was in Genesis. Government was later in Genesis. Schools, they, I didn't even see schools at all. Listen, I'm just joking, but you see what I'm saying? So you got certain institutions. Marriage is the first institution. Adam and Eve, it was in the Garden of Eden. The reason it's the first institution because it's the foundation of all other institutions. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me yet. Y'all ain't ready for me yet. Marriage was here before the church was here, Kip. In every other institution of man is built upon the foundation, first of God, Christ, the Holy Ghost, but what else? Of marriage. And when the gender relations in a people begin to crumble, don't be surprised when marriage crumbles, then listen, uh, schools crumble, uh, 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 governments crumble, hey, God, businesses crumble, Everything crumbles because a man and a woman can't get along. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for this. I'm trying to tell you, Asian Americans do the best. Huh? Single parent? 11.7%. And that's why in 10 years I was looking, listening to the Air Force, uh, uh, black brother, Air Force uh, chief of staff, uh, brother, he said in 10 years, China going to pass America up. Pass America up. You see? But, but, but we don't look at these numbers right here. You see? We don't understand how, how much fornication and moving around too much destroys the foundation of a people. It's like when you got termites in the house. It looked good on the outside but it's crumbling from within. Come on, give God some glory for some revelation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now Daniel Patrick Moynihan, huh? I'm going to show you all his book. He wrote a report in 1965 about black folk. 1965. And they didn't like him, Isaac. They hated his guts, all right? They hated his guts because he was coming against welfare and social security being infused into the black community. He didn't mind the money being given, but he didn't like the way the money was given. He told him that since they was giving money to single mamas at the rate they was giving it to single mamas, them mamas 
had more incentive to kick them daddies out than to keep them fathers in the home. Anybody hear me up in here? So our community just wanted a check. But we didn't see the long-term consequences down the line. And that's why women can get housing now as long as no man is in that house. And they'll kick sons out, they'll kick husbands out, they'll kick future men that's going to be there. They kick them out just so they can stay in that section 8, just so they can stay in Holy Family, just so they can stay in them projects. Anybody hear me up in here? See, we don't understand the crisis of gender relations, the strength of marriage, the strength of a husband and a wife. You see, when a man and a woman get together and it's right, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, a one man, one woman could change the world, can change a nation. You see? And the devil know that, so the devil laid traps. But, but, but this brother right here, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, he, he wrote a report on black folk. And he told them straight up, he says, the Negro family. Huh? Huh? Talking about the Negro family. Let me see here. Hold on. Let me make sure I got it right. Okay. At the heart, there it is. Thank you, Sambu. At the heart of the deterioration of the fabric of the Negro society. Is the, is the deterioration of the Negro family. He said, listen, y'all think it's jobs. Y'all think they need a check. Y'all think they need affirmative action. And all those things might be good, but y'all missing it. The deterioration is being caused by the, by the deterioration of the family. The Negro family. They moving around too much. They land around too much with one another instead of being faithful with one another and building something with one another. That, that fornication, that fornication. Remember, remember we say, he that loveth pleasure shall be what? Shall be poor. And that's what done happened to our people. If we stop loving pleasure, we won't need a handout from them. We won't need no check from there. We won't come down there. Yes, sir, Mr. Master. We won't come down there, Mr. Bojangling. No, 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 no. All right? Look what he says. He says, it is the fundamental source of the weakness of the Negro community at the present time. That family, huh? Look what he says. Come on, I'm going in, y'all. Y'all stay with me. We're about to give y'all a doctorate level class right here. You're going to have your Ph.D. in Negroology before we leave here. All right? All right? Listen, this is because it's written on a doctorate level. The role of the family in shaping character and ability is so pervasive as to be easily overlooked. When a husband and a wife is there with their children, it shapes two things they say: Character. And what else? Ability. <clears throat> it shaped their morality, how good they are, whether they're honest or not, whether they're going to work hard or not. But it also shaped their ability. It's the best environment to, to, to blossom their talents, their gifts, so that they could be all that God created them to be. You know, a lot of the times we try to improve on God's stuff. You could never improve on God's stuff. All right? And the best environment for a young man or a young girl to be raised in is with a 
a daddy and a mama. All right? And I'm not even talking about his real daddy or his real mama. A daddy or a mama. Anybody hear me up in here? All right? That's the way that God set that in. He set that in. And we're trying to improve upon it. We're trying to do two daddies, two mamas. We're trying to do... No, 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 no. He set that like that. You see what I'm saying? Uh, 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 it's so pervasive that it's overlooked. The family is the basic social unit of American life. It is the basic socializing unit. What does that mean? It's the family that teach children how to be. <laughs> it's the family. Because we live in a day where they tell you it's the school that's going to teach them how to socialize. No, the school teach them how to sin. It's the family that teach them how to socialize, how to have a meaningful conversation, how to, how, to, how to relate to one another with respect and dignity, how to talk to one another, how to be. That happens in the family, all right? Come on, we going deep. We going deep. What you got for me next? Are we going to talk about Roger Clegg? Roger Clegg, watch this. He wrote an article in 2020, February. Look what he says. Anyone who has raised a child knows how enormously time-consuming the job for two parents are, let alone how many two-parent homes. Listen, you know that raising children is hard for two parents. Yes, sir. He said, now just think about a single parent out there. Two parents get tired. Oh, it's your turn. Oh, it's your turn. We both, but single mama can't say that. She can't say it's your turn. It's only her turn. It's only his turn. And I'm talking about this not to condemn our single parents. No, I'm talking about it to tell us the state of our people. It is what it is. And you do your best you can with what you got. You ain't decided to be a single mom. It just happened that to be that way. And you're going to make the best of what you got. You understand what I'm saying? You know? But we're going to get to it. There's help out there. We're going to get to it. All right? All right? He said it's hard for two, two parents. But anyone who has raised a boy in particular knows that the father's role as model and as disciplinarian is irreplaceable. You see that two parents? They're telling us psychologically and scientifically that when, that when that dad is in the house, his presence is irreplaceable. But we got men lying everywhere, and we got 70% of our families with no men in it. When statistics say that your presence, man of God, is irreplaceable, we got 70% of little boys growing up without a model and without no discipline. And we wondering why they running wild. They're coming up in here asking for all kind of ideas on how to fix these young brothers shooting each other. Listen, i tell you how to fix them. Let them parents get married and have children and do it the biblical way. And that's how you fix them. You see what I'm saying? That daddy is a model and he's a disciplinarian. And let me tell you, mama can scream all she want. Mama can scream all she want. But when somebody built like that boy walk in there, with bones just as tough as that boy, when somebody walk in there look like that boy, Somebody at that little ball and tried to pick up the trash bag and you come there and you pick that up like that. Little ball look at you and say, man, what man on man is this? Hallelujah. When that little boy see that. He's 
Start walking around the house a little different. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me up in here. Y'all not hearing me up in here. Come on, we about to get into it. We talking about fornication and what is done to our society. And I'm not condemning because sometimes it is the way it is, but I'm just telling you where we at. And sometimes you don't do better until you know better. All right? All right? We got some young men and young women that, that would, that, that's at your point where you made your mistake. And we could save them. We could save them, and, and, and you could save them. You can be there to tell them, look, I made that mistake, and boy, it cost me 10, it cost me 15, it cost me 20 years of pain and struggle, and my son's still not right. My daughter still is dealing with some things, that, and thank God for the grace of God. They're going to be all right because they're covered with prayer, but I'm here to testify that if you can do it better, why don't you do it? better all right that's what it is all about we overcome by the blood of the lamb but also by what the word of our testimony you see when we know better we do better some of the journals say anyone who is not murphy brown that's an old movie of a single mama anyone who is not murphy brown knows that resources in terms of time and money available to a two-parent home makes the job easier than, than, than where there's only one parent. She footing the bills by herself. Most of the time, that boy ain't paying child support. That boy, wouldn't, that boy didn't show up. Only three out of ten of them show up. huh? And most of them boys don't play child support. You see? You see? And they wonder why the black family is in the situation it's in. They're going to come up in there and talk on TV. How can we stop the violence? Huh? We got to get back to the ways of God. <laughs> Phil, I'm not stopping yet, so I'm just going to just, you know, here we go. Here we go. In a lecture, the American Enterprise Institute a couple of years ago, Professor James Q. Wilson said this. The empirical data regarding the importance of the family structure is so strong that even sociologists believe it. It's saying, because them sociologists don't believe nothing. They say, but this is so strong. The importance of the family structure is so strong. Now, they, they don't believe their Bible half the other time. They don't believe God's way half the other time. But you can't argue with the data. And he give us examples. For instance, children in a one-parent family are twice as likely to drop out of school. Twice as likely to drop out of school. Growing up with a single, with, with, with mom and no daddy, it got twice as likely to drop out of school. Boys in a one-parent family are much more likely to be both without school and out of work. Girls in a one-parent family are twice as likely to have an out-of-wedlock burden. We know that. That's what we call generational bondage. Your children, nine times out of ten, going to do exactly what you did. If you, if you count it on the calendar, on the watch, hey God, when you had your child out of wedlock, but for God, they're going to do that around the same age too. Yes, sir. But for God. Anybody hear what I'm talking about up in here? But for God. All right? All right? And that, that's just the way it go. Huh? Huh? Look, look, look. Come on. Y'all don't, don't get tired on me yet right here. Professor Wilson cites the Department of Health and Human Services study of 30,000 American households which found that for whites, blacks, Hispanics, at every income level, 
except at the very highest. Children raised in a single-parent home were more likely to be, watch this, suspended from school, to have emotional problems, and to behave badly. Next quote says, Cynthia Harper, I'm going to read it quickly. She says that she did a study of 6,000 males. She says they found that boys whose fathers were absent from the home had doubled the odds of being incarcerated. Two times more likely of going to jail when daddy not there. You see? Family structure was more important than income, the next quote say. This quote tells us that we'd rather be broke and have a daddy than rich and not have one. We'd rather be broke and have both mom and daddy in the home. And I say a daddy, but mama too. You see, because it's both. All right, because if you raise without mama, you're going to be lacking something just like you would be without daddy. We're just talking about God's model and that fornication is what's tearing it all up. I'm going to show you all here in a second. All right. Family structure was more important than income and increased the odds of future incarceration. Watch this. A child's environment is his or her parents. That's the environment. That's what they breathe in. All right. Now, what the world has done, when you look at the protocols and the Ashkenazis, they have tried to make school the kids' environment. That's what they've tried to do. They've tried to have them there more hours of the day at school than with their parents. That's what they've tried to do. I'm telling you, and they've succeeded. And let me tell you something else. The Bible never say that, 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 that other people should teach your children, though. <laughs> The Bible say that mama and daddy job is to raise them up in the fear and in the admonition of God. You they environment. We going over that looking at the teacher. Well, you messing up. Well, you, you, the teacher looking at you like, please. He was broke when he got here. You broke him and just sent him over here. Running those. Flew and everything. He might even be COVID positive. You just sent him to school any kind of way. It ain't a teacher's. It's the parent's job to raise them children. And guess what? When we get to glory, guess who's going to be accountable? Ooh! When they call your child up, you ain't calling Miss Cormier and Miss Romar. Miss Cormier and Miss Romar, you taught him in elementary. Uh-uh. Oh, no. The job in Scripture is our job. You see what I'm saying? All right, look at this. It makes an enormous difference for a child's economic well-being, his moral and intellectual development. That, that, that solid home where both mom and daddy are is going to shape them morally and intellectually. They will, they will know right from wrong better, and they're going to know, hey, God, even, even they're they, they going to they have a high IQ. Amen. Because of that family structure. How many people know God know what he's doing? Amen? Huh? All right. Come on, just a few more, and then we're going, then we're going, good job, Phil. When the illegitimacy rate of blacks is more than triple that of whites, there will continue to be huge gaps in the aggregate achievements. It says, as long as these numbers stay the way they are, it's going to continue to be gaps in achievements. 
Because I'm showing you that they're less likely to go to jail. I'm showing that they have better moral uh, uh, development, better intellectual development. I'm showing you, hey, God, that they're going to get in trouble less in school. As long as these numbers stay the same, it's going to remain gaps, huh? Aggregate gaps and pathologies. That's, that pathology means abnormalities and malfunctions, social and mental malfunctions in these young men and young women. Because the family is broken. One of the strongest arguments against fornication that I have for us as a people is that fornication is destroying us as a people. It's got them little boys shooting each other in Abbeville. It's got them little boys shooting each other in New Iberia. It's got them little boys shooting each other right down there in Vise, in Truman, at the Waffle House. It's got that. Because nine times out of ten, them little boys ain't got no daddy or they don't have no mama that's in the house. They've been left to themselves, and a child left to themselves is going to bring their parents shame. That's what the Bible said. That's what the Bible said. It done messed it all up. Listen, that is a fact. And anyone who fails to acknowledge the problem with illegitimacy, that single parenthood, while decrying social inequality is being intellectually dishonest. Don't you come here and blame the white man for all that that's going on. When y'all going to the club and switching, switching, switching partners like square dancing, don't you be, don't you, don't, don't you be blaming the white man while you do si do a different partner every week. Don't. Y'all all right with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fornication has given rise to our broken families. Broken families have given rise to broken churches. Broken churches give rise to broken communities. Broken communities give rise to broken schools, broken businesses, and broken governments. And we got a lot of people come here, man, and guess what? That's your testimony. You was broken. And you blame Philadelphia, but I want to say like Miss Denise, like Miss Cormier and Miss Romar, you was broke when you got here. Yeah, your daddy broke you. Your mama broke you. The basic unit that was supposed to socialize you, to know how to get along with others, to know how to play and share, to know how to let other people get glory and you not get it every now and then. That basic unit of socialization was lacking in your life, so you wasn't given that. So you come here with people and you don't know how to play with toys, share your toys. Yes, <laughs> Fornication. It's tearing us up, man. It's tearing us up. I'm telling you, listen, next lesson ain't going to be like this no more, but, but I, 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 this was all facts that I needed to, to bring. But, but watch this. We're going to go back to what Orlando Patterson said. I think that's my next quote. Hallelujah. We're we not done just yet. Hallelujah. My next quote, watch this. Orlando Patterson says this. He says, the Negro family, wait, 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 wait. Go back, go back to the other one. Go back to the other one. Hallelujah. All right. Yeah. The main persistent problems of Afro-Americans arise not from discrimination, but from a crisis in nearly all aspects of gender relations. It's our marriages, it's the way that we treat men and women. But men, watch this. 
Read closely, men. The blame rests squarely on the shoulders of black men who seduce black women and abandon black women who do not take seriously the vows of marriage and fail to accept the responsibility for their children. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Bryce, can we read it again, Bryce? We got to go ahead, because this is what it's about, Brother Steve. If we want to call real, real, this is what has happened to the black community. And the blame of it fall, it can't fall on nobody else. When Adam sinned in that garden, who, who God came looking for? He came looking for Adam. Well, who gave him the, the fruit? Well, Eve gave him the fruit. But no, no, you the man of that house. You the man of that house. Don't walk around here picking up your pants, talk about you the, you the head of the household. But then when something go wrong, you want to blame somebody else. Look what he said. He said the blame rests squarely on the shoulders of who? Yeah. Who seduce? What up, Woody? You happily married? You must be tired. You've been running through my mind all day. Girl, you're so fine, I drink your bad water. Who seduce? <laughs> but after they seduce him, huh? What they do? They hit him and what? Quit him. Oh, I know it's church, don't worry, y'all ain't. Come act like y'all ain't heard that before. And some of y'all before church, that was y'all mode of operation. Seduce them and then do what? Abandon the black woman. You see? And when you get married, what you do? You don't take your vows seriously. We just did, we just did your wedding. We just did your wedding. We just did your wedding. We just did your closing. You're in a house in a nice neighborhood. But you're dropping that little thing off in VZ. In Truma. What you doing? You don't know that he that loveth pleasure shall become? You don't know if you play around, you're going to give your years. We're going to get to that next week. You're going to give your years and your strength. You're going to give your substance to strangers. Going to be other men living in your house. Huh? Other people taking a bath in your tub. You don't know where that go. The wages of sin is death. What is, you, what is wrong with you? Do you want your whole check or you want half your check? You want them people taking out your check like that? Somebody say, I want my whole check. Well, you got to take your vows seriously. And when they make children, they fail to accept 
the responsibility for their children. You got to take responsibility for what you make, man. That's the basic, basic law of nature, man. You see? Even the animals take care of their young, man. You're worse than an animal, man. You got to take care of yours, man. Well, Pastor, you don't know the story, man. She don't know about it. It's going to cause trouble in my life. Yeah, man, but you're selfish. You got a child, man. You got to tell them about your child, man. That's your child, man. You got to take care of your children, man. And I'm going to get back into it, but remember the scripture. We're going to get to it later when I talk about solution, but the scripture say, if a man don't take care of his own household, he worse than an infidel. God look at you and say, you ain't better than an unbeliever. You're in church, but the unbeliever taking care of his family, you ain't taking care of yours. Is that too much? Y'all all right? Don't make one if you're not going to take care of them. You see? You see? Oh, goodness. You see, Pastor, why are you preaching that woman sermon up in here? You got them women all happy. Hold on. I'm, I, I ain't done yet. All right? So the men done mess things up. They done mess things up bad, you know? And I want to tell you, I ain't going to get to the women yet, but, I, but I'm going to just tell you. Y'all can just, y'all, y'all, y'all can exhale. Y'all don't have to wait to exhale. Y'all can exhale now. I ain't getting to them yet. But I'm going to tell you, we messed it all up yet, but, but we had some, some trauma. The black man had some things happen to him that kind of aided and abetted where he ended up. Come on, let's just, let's just diagnose the problem tonight. I know I'm going to get back into it. Listen, next Tuesday, I'm going to give you so much scripture, you're going to walk out here. Listen, come on, man. But let's, let's, let's look at the facts of where fornication has brought us as a people. You see? You see? Something messed up the black man, yo. See, I told you that Hebrews always had a problem with fornication. Always. All right? Since the days of the Old Testament, New Testament, intertestamentary inter period, they've always had a problem with fornication. But the thing about it is, no matter how many women they had with, with Abraham and, and Sarah and, and Hagar, guess what the Hebrews always did? They always took care of their children. They always took care of their children. They always remain the husband. They always remain a father. No matter how bad things got in David home, Amnon knew who his daddy was. So something happened to us. Something took that fornication problem we had and amplified it. And I'm going to tell you what it was. Slavery. Slavery. We're talking about fornication, slavery, and the Negro family. All right? That slavery did a, a, a number on your man, uh, black woman. That slavery did a number on your man. 
All right. That same guy, Daniel Moynihan, says this in his 1965 report. He says the Negro family, on the Negro family, it said that slavery inflicted enduring psychological damage on black men. Not just psychological damage, enduring psychological damage on black men. How? By destroying the traditional roles of father and husband. See, in the Bible days, they had their problems, but they were still daddy. Jacob was still daddy. He was still a husband. Now, they're not even daddy no more. And not, they're not even husband no more. What happened? Slavery. Look what it says. American slavery was profoundly different from and its lasting effects on individuals and their children. Indescribably worse than any recorded servitude. It, 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 American slavery was worse than any other slavery, any other recorded slavery, ancient or modern. We went through the worst slavery. And they wonder who the people is. The peculiar nature of American slavery was noted by Alexis de Tocqueville and others, but it was not until 1948 that Frank Tannenbaum, a South American specialist, pointed out the striking differences between Brazilian and American slavery. He says in Brazil, the slave had many more rights than in the United States. The slave could legally marry. He could be baptized. He, be, he could become a member of a church. His family could not be broken up for sale. Watch this. His family could not be broken up for sale. He had many days on which he could either rest or earn money to buy his own freedom. The government encouraged manumission, which was for owners to set their they, they, they own slaves free. If you got a good slave, you set him free. He's a good slave. Set him free. There was no manumission in America. They wouldn't set no slaves free. They had to have an emancipation proclamation to set them slaves free, and them slaves didn't go free till Juneteenth. Anybody hear me up in here? It was a different kind of slavery. They could have families, they could work, they could buy their own freedom. Watch this. And they could buy the freedom of their babies, of infants. They could be purchased for a small sum at their baptism. In short, the Brazilian slave knew he was a man. Oh, wait up now. Wait up now, wait, come on, Kip, because we're getting to it, Kip. Kip, we're talking about fornication, but we're going deep. What's wrong with us is what we're talking about. What's wrong with us? Why is it like that? Why the number so high in us? Oh, yeah, we could talk scripture, 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 but why not bring the scripture to bear on our problem today? What's wrong with us? All right? All right? That fornication mixed with American slavery. Because every people got their thing, yeah. Every nation got their thing. Fornication is just the Hebrews thing. Other nations like that liquor. Some nations like them opioids, like them pills. You see? Every nation got their thing. Some nations are extremely atheists, can't believe in God. Every nation got their besetting sin. But let me tell you what the devil did with yours. All right, put you in American slavery. The Brazilian slave knew he was a man and that he differed in degree with the slave owner, not in kind. Ooh. Watch this, Bryce. Watch this. In Brazil, he knew that the slave owner was the same as him. 
the same kind. He a man, I'm a man. He might be a richer man than me. He might be a more educated man than me. But at the end of the day, when I look at him and he look at me, I'm looking at a man. And guess what he looking at? A man. That was Brazilian slavery. American slavery was not so. In Brazil, he knew he was a man that he differed in degree and not kind from his master. You see, in America, that slavery, what they did to black folk, huh? The black man didn't know he was a man. Didn't know that he was equal in kind to the white man. You see? And that thing endures even to this day, subconsciously. Our people watch our old masters do things and subconsciously we say, I could never do that. He could do that because he a, he a white man. He, a, he could finish that school and he can buy this and he can get that and he can subconsciously. You never say it, but subconsciously. That's why you don't try things. <laughs> That's why you don't open no businesses. That's why you don't even go to the bank to buy a house. You don't even try things. Some of y'all ain't tried some of them things until you came to church. It was when you came here that you started opening business. You started going to get a house. You started, yeah, you know why? Because faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God that American slavery done did a work upon you. Yeah. You remember the way you came in? But coming here and hearing about what God done told you Sunday after Sunday. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're the lender and not the bar. All things are possible for those who believe. Hey, God, God want to bless you with life and life more abundantly. Hey, God, something begin to happen to you. You, can be, you begin to look around and say, if they could have it, I could have it too. American slavery made the black man feel like he wasn't a man like he was lesser not only in degree but in kind it made America American slavery made the black man feel as though as was legally and constitutionally written in our laws that he was property like an animal you see and we got to be careful how we talk about one another when we see one another. We use animalistic words when we talk about our men and our women. We still use in slavery animalistic reproductive words when we talk about our women and we talk about our men. When we see a big old football player and he, and he muscle and he good, you know what they calling them balls now? They say that's a, that's a stud. That's a, that's a stud. I didn't even like to say that in church. That's a stuff. That's an animal word. You know what that is? That's an animal that's reproduced over and over again with any other animal. No room for marriage. No room for vows. No room for, 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 for purity. That's an animal that reproduces with anything, anytime. But that's what we call in our men. Anybody hear me up in here? Oh, y'all ain't. Come on, man. Y'all ain't. They treated us like cattle. Yes. 
and we believe we was cattle. And animals don't matter. That's why when the superintendent came here the other day, she was right here at the altar, and she gave a speech. Her name is Irma Trostclair, superintendent of Lafayette Parish School Board. And she gave a speech, and it touched me. I'm sitting on and we all just sitting on the panel watching. When she gave a speech, she said, she said, she said, is no difference in academics between peoples, white and black. She, so she says only difference is in opportunity. They all can learn. <laughs> they all can be great. They all can read. It's, it's no difference in academics. It's only difference in opportunity. You see? Of course I'm a race if I get to start way up here. I get to start with mom and daddy. I get to start uh, 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 with daddy sitting on the side of the bed reading stories. To, I, that's where I start at. But where you start at, hey, God, you born in prison. <laughs> you born in jail. You understand what I'm saying? Look where you start. And so it's not about academics. It's not about the ability to learn. It's about the opportunity. And that's what she was saying. And, and I'm going to tell y'all what she said. We're going we to try to hold her to her. She said, oh, yeah. She said, them other, other, other parishes, she said, they like to put the strong teachers in the schools where they already got the advantage of opportunities. So they put the strongest teachers in the schools that already have the solid homes, the best teachers who could break it down so that anybody can learn, but you put your worst teachers, the ones that nobody wants. You remember them teachers in our public schools, the ones that, oh, man, them teachers wasn't teaching nothing. You can get up and lead a class, they wouldn't even know. I'm not saying I did that, y'all. I'm just saying that's what it, anyway, listen. Not a problem of academics, but a problem of what? Opportunity. You see? You see? Let's look at it here. Come on, come on, Phil. I know, I know, listen. Most important of all, slavery vitiated. That means to cut, to sever. Slavery vitiated the family life of the Hebrews, the blacks. Since many slave owners neither fostered Christian marriage among their slave couples, nor hesitated to separate them on the auction block, there's no need to get married in slavery. Because the minute you get married, they might take your man and go breed him with somebody down the road. There's no reason to get married in slavery. Why? Slave owner might look at your wife and say, hmm, I'm feeling like a little jungle fever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all trying to play church again. I'm trying to show you what happened to our families. We had a problem, but when they put that in American slavery, and we was in that slavery, them, them, them hundreds of years, anybody hearing me up in here? It produced something that we still dealing with today. You see what I'm saying? It destroyed our families. Come on, give God some glory for some revelation. Hallelujah. 
We almost done, Phil. Don't worry about it here. We just, you know, I'm going to catch you all back up on Sunday. I'm going to get you and help you all out on Sunday. <laughs> Paul said to Hebrews, he said, be careful. Beware. Don't fall from grace. Don't let no root of bitterness in you be in you. And Hebrews, watch out that there don't be that, that, that there be not a fornicator among you. Don't practice that sexual immorality. As a people, man, we've been struggling with that for a long time. And it's tearing up our families. It tore it up in the Old Testament, tore it up in the New Testament, but slavery put it on hyperdrive. And that's why we have all the ills that we have today. You see? You see? I'm going to read y'all, hallelujah, one more thing. I'm going to give y'all some, some options, and then we're going to get out of here. You see? Uh, e. Franklin Frazier put that in 1950. Watch this. They say this. As the result of family disorganization, I hope that you got it. The result of family disorganization... A large proportion of Negro children and youth have not undergone the socialization which only the family can provide. What only mom and daddy could teach them about getting along with other people, they're not getting that. They're not getting that. When the judge says stand up, when the bailiff say lay down, when the cops say get on the ground, the socialization. And I'm going to show you in a second that our socialization is different from their socialization so we can't hear each other. Because they're looking at us saying, well, why they just don't listen? And we're looking at them as, why y'all shooting us so much? And there's a break in the language. I'm going to show it to you. Watch this. So they've not undergone the socialization. The disorganized families have failed to provide for their what? Emotional needs. And have not provided the discipline and habits which are necessary for personality development. They don't even know who they are without a family structure. No emotional development. Not the discipline they need. Because the disorganized family has failed in its functions as a socializing agency, it has handicapped the children in their relations to the institutions in the community. Because they don't have the proper socialization, they are handicapped when they seek to go into, uh, into other institutions. Remember, the family is the first institution. It teaches the children how to be. If it don't teach you how to be, you can't go to the next institution, which is school. You ain't going to know how to be in school. You can't go to the next institution, government. You ain't going to know how to act in government. You can't go to the next institution, church. You ain't going to know how to act in church. You're going to tear church up, which a lot of y'all tear church up. You're going to tear church up because you didn't get that family socialization. You didn't get, you came here broke. You didn't get it. You see? And he says here that it's handicapped the children in their relations to the institutions in the community. Now, I'm about to go really deep, and I can't stop now. Listen to me good right here. All right? <clears throat> Y'all saw the numbers. All right? We had 70% of the, 
of single parent homes, all right? White folk and Chinese are at a very lower percent. 28%, I think I saw. You know, we could round it off to, to maybe 30%, all right? <clears throat> so most of them are getting mother and father socialization. Not only mama telling them how to be, but also daddy telling them how to be. So the young man and the young girl both know from daddy and mama how to be. I know how to be with men, and I know how to be with women. I'm socialized from a father perspective, from a mother perspective. That's the white folk. And the white folk move from the family institution, and they go to school like that. They go in government like that. They become police officers like that. They come to church like that. And they understand how to relate to both men and women. You see? Now watch black folk. Seven out of ten of us is the opposite, right? Only three of them don't get the male and the female. Seven out of ten of us don't get the male and the female. And most of us only get the female perspective. We only get how mama can teach us how to relate to the world and how to relate to people. So what's happening is when we leave home, we only know how to relate from what mama taught us how to relate. And mama can only teach us how to relate to women. Not to relate to other men. Not to relate to men on the police force, men in the government, men on the judge's seat, men in the army, men at the workplace. So we go in there with a mama mentality. Living in America, which has a daddy and a mama mentality. And so when they ask us to do something, we doing it just from a mama point of view. How do you feel about that? And can we talk about that? that the workplace is different. They dealing with it from a mom and a daddy point of view. I don't want to talk about how I feel about this. Get on that floor, put them floors down so we can get out of here. We're here to make some money. Is that too deep for y'all? Is it making sense? All right. I'm trying to simplify it as much as I can. If I put the collegiate words on it, we're looking at two different systems. We're looking at a matriarchal system, one that's ran by mama, and a patriarchal system, one that's ran by daddies. White folk are heavily patriarchal. They ran by the men. Even in their homes, is run by the men. Black folk are matriarchal. Even in our homes, most of the stuff we do is ran by mama. Mama tell us when we're going to eat dinner. Mama going to say what we're going to wear. Mama going to say when we're going to move. Mama going to do. Mama going to do. And there's nothing wrong with mama. Mama had to stand up because the Negro wasn't there. What else mama going to do? What else mama going to do? But it has handicapped us in America because we're trying to go out there on mama and they living on daddy. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yes. It's two different ways of communicating. I'll break it down even further. 
When you got a man and a woman in a home, don't the man deal with the children differently than the women deal with the children? Some of y'all women look at the man, are you going to kill him or what? <laughs> are you going to work him to death? What is, what, what is, what is up with this? But, but you're not built like he built. I'm built like he built. And I know what he can take. And I know it might seem hard on you, but I'm preparing him for a man's world when he get out there. Because mama ain't going to be there. They're going to tell him, sit down. They're going to make him listen to somebody. And if he won't listen to the cop, he's going to listen to the judge. If he ain't going to listen to the judge, he's going to listen to the bailiff. They're going to cuff him. They're going to put him in the jail. And he's going to listen when they tell him, wake up and go to bed. No, you're going to listen to somebody. And if we come to a spot where our men don't learn the patriarchal system unless we imprison. Or unless we go to the military. And then we learn how men relate. See what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Listen, listen, come on. I can't stop now. I, I know I got to go to Atlanta in the morning, but listen, listen, watch this. In essence, you have that last quote? In essence. All right? All right? Keep on going. Come on. Oh, God, I hope you have it. In essence, the Negro community has been forced because of fornication, because of slavery has been forced into a matriarchal structure, mama-led homes, which, because it is too out of line with the rest of American society, the rest of America is not mama-led. It seriously retards the progress of the group as a whole and imposes a crushing burden on the Negro male and in consequence, a great many Negro women as well. This is, this is factual, man. It's doctoral. It's deep. It's, 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 it's deep. I understand that. It's deep. But that's the way it is. You have no idea if you are in a place to start a family and put a mama and a daddy there together. You have no idea how blessed of a place you are in right now. You understand what I'm saying? And if you have that opportunity, you've got to seize that opportunity, not just for you, but for the good of your children and for the good of our people. My, my, my prophetic vision, see, I see a, a, a shift in taking place where their numbers are going up, but our numbers are going to come down. Anybody hear me up in here? Well, we're going to have more daddies that's in the house. And not just in the house, present in the house. You see what I'm saying? Okay, Pastor, wrap it up. Okay, wrap it up. Listen, I'm wrapping it up. Come on, I'm wrapping it up. Let me give you some, some, some hints on how to deal with this. All right? How to deal with this fornication. How to, deal, how to undo the curse of slavery and what is done to our men and what our women. First off, stop fornicating. That's number one. Stop fornicating. Stop running the women. Leave them women alone. Pastor, don't be on the men. You're right, they got some women that's bad off too. Leave the men alone. We're going to follow the scripture. What you mean? First Timothy 4 and 3. It says, abstain from fornication. This is the will of God. Huh? 
Put that up for him. First Timothy 4 and 3. It says, listen, forbidden to marry, command, hallelujah. No, 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 that's not it. That's not it. Salty dog, I might have wrote the wrong one. It says, abstain from fornication, for this is the will of God, that we might possess ourselves in sanctification. Hallelujah. It may be 2 Timothy. My handwriting is bad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to get it for you. First lady, find it for me. Hallelujah. Abstain from fornication. All right, so stop fornicating. Secondly, marry that woman. Marry that woman. All right? Marry that woman. If you're a young man and you're fornicating with a woman, marry that woman. Marry that woman. And let me tell you who them children need help from. They need help from daddy. All right? Daddy, look at that son in the eye and tell him, marry that woman. Man, my daddy did that to me. Big brother, that's what T-Boy did to me. Oh, yeah, he looked at me. Me and Chantel, I got back together. He looked at me in my eye, Montgomery. He said, all right. He said, when you going to marry that woman? You know? I said, man. <laughs> I said, man, I'm planning on it. When? When you going to marry her? Because we all plan to do it. But until you got a date, it ain't happening. Anybody hear me up in here? So my daddy said, he said, man, what's stopping you? I said, man. He said, you gave her a ring yet? I said, man. I ain't had too much to say. When your daddy coming at you like that, you know what I'm saying? He said, let's go. We jump in the car. He blind. I'm driving. He's still fussing at me how I drive. He got a little hookup with some jewelry, with a jewelry business. You know, remember the hookup gave. He got all y'all graduating rings. I don't know if it's legal or illegal, but he got it. <laughs> we pull up over there. We looking. He said, which one you like? I said, I like that. He said, ooh, that's a high one. I said, but I like it. And he bought it. He bought Chantel her engagement ring. He bought it. My daddy, he gone now. He bought it. He, he pushed me over that edge to do the right thing. I was going to do it yet, but sometimes that young man needs somebody to speak into his life. Woo! And a daddy will do that. A mama will do that. A pastor will do that. A minister will do that. A deacon will do that. You know what I'm saying? An a, a, a elder in the church, one of the, the, the older women, the older uh, men in the church by faith. Marry that woman. You see? Marry that woman. That's what my daddy did me. Now, she don't have that ring no more. Now, you don't wear that ring no more, though. We done upgrade. You hear what? I hear you trying to change the subject. First Thessalonians 4, 3. That's what it say. Abstain from fornication. But we done passed that up already. Come on. First Corinthians 7, 9. Marry that woman. Look at that. Marry her. First Corinthians 7, 9. The Bible says better to marry than to burn. You hot? You better get married. I'm, Pastor, you tell me to stop fornicating. I can't, Pastor. May marry. Marry. For it's better to marry than to burn. Burn in lust and burn in hell. It's better than marry. Pastor, you don't know. It can't be worse than hell. 
Pastor, but she giving me trouble now. Man, why you laying with her? <laughs> she giving you trouble now. It ain't working out now because y'all both in sin. She'd be a better woman if y'all both was living holy. The devil is in the detail. Get the devil out. I guarantee that relationship going to be, it's going to fly good. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you what happened. That woman of God that's waiting to get the marriage question, you got more control than you think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Bryce, where your sister Monique at? She gone? Monique worked for LUS, man. And you know, LUS, they can't make you pay your bill, no. But if they turn something off, you're going to pay your bill. You sit in that house and you, the light go off. You go outside, you check the breaker. And some of y'all don't even check the breaker. Y'all go straight to the caller. <laughs> to pay the bill, press one. <laughs> All right? I, I don't know because I heard. I know because I know. All right? So, Pastor, what you talking about LUS for? Woman of God, you could, you could make that man pay his bill. You could make that man marry you. Oh, yeah. Turn that electricity off. <laughs> Turn that cable off. Turn that internet off. Are y'all understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah. You'll be mad about a weekend. Uh, <laughs> Turn it off. You'll be mad about a weekend. And that's a word. You have no idea how many people in here done got mad off this word right here. Oh, yeah. She go to a maximum, you know, when we, when we gonna get married? Oh, three years from now. Five years. She turn that electricity off? Let's get married today. <laughs> Pastor gonna do a, 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 a private ceremony and we gonna save it for the big wedding in, 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 in a year. Well, y'all stop laughing with that. Because y'all know I done married a lot of y'all in my office. All right? Okay, Pastor, wrap it up, wrap it up. I mean, I'm giving them what they it came here for this, y'all. How do we fix it? Stop pulling the key. Marry that woman. Take care of your children. Take care of your children. You got to take care of your children, man. You just got to do it, man. You know, you can't, you can't. Can't make no child. I don't care how good the woman you are with right now. You gotta, if she loves you, she gonna understand that you got obligations. She shouldn't want you if you a man that's gonna make a baby and not take care. Okay. She should she shouldn't want you. She shouldn't even want you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You you got to take care of those responsibilities. Absolutely. You see? All right. Now let's get to some things, and it's just gonna be a few. All right. What about the single mamas up in here? What about the ones, man, they done got caught up, you know? Uh, either because they, they got a man that was broken by the system that we live in, uh, buying the BET dreams, you know what I'm saying? Just not living biblically. What, what do we do, you know? Well, if your children's still young, you got to look for mentoring. You know what I'm saying? You got to look for mentoring. 
all right? And you could find mentoring, man, in a lot of places, you know? I think the best place to find it is in the church. Anybody hear me up in here? In the church, all right? And I'm not talking about blind mentoring where you don't check a brother out and make sure a brother is, is straight. You understand what I'm saying? He shouldn't be on the registry or nothing like that, and you dropping your kids over there, all right? Y'all going to get the registry later. But, but yeah, so, you know, we want to make sure that that's all good, but you need to find mentors, you know, ministers, deacons, you know, men in the church. In fact, I'm going to take this time to say that since we back from COVID, we need to have a, a vibrant kids ministry over here and a youth ministry over here. All right? We need to have that. But a lot of times, better they wait for me to start something. They want me to do it. But I want to tell you, I ain't doing nothing. You're going to do it. This is for your children. You're going to do it. We need to start it. We need to start it, Bryce. We need some people to stand up and say, listen, one day a month, we're going to get this age group together. We're going to get these young men together, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And let me tell you, man, hey, other men going to come out. And you'd be surprised. It could be playing basketball. It could be playing checkers. It could be playing chess. It could be anything. That's the whole motto of big brothers, big sisters, and they was at the church too. Sometimes you need somebody from the community to be able to be that role model, that mentor, because the other real mentor is absent in their life. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm putting that, I'm putting that out in the air. And everybody listening, ministers listening, deacons listening, everybody listening. We need a youth ministry. We need a youth ministry. We need, we, need, we, need, we need it, man. We need it. And we got to get it. You know what I'm saying? We need, it, we need it on the men's side, the young men's side, and we need it on the young ladies' side. Amen. You know the Bible says iron sharpens iron, so does one man or a woman sharpen another? Well, you've been being sharpened in this church for some six, some five, some of y'all ten years. When you going to start sharpening somebody else? Now, he done went quiet again. All right, I'm almost done. Listen to that. The church. Here's another one. Stepfathers. Oh, yeah. Brothers, uncles, grandparents, coaches. You got to get them involved in your, in your children's life. You got to, man. Especially them young men, you got to get them involved. You know what I'm saying? All right. My last thing is this. I saved the best for last. Ladies, oh ladies, listen to me good, all right? Men done dropped the ball. Y'all done had to step up in a major way, all right? But we on our way back, all right? But understand this, as we come back to what we used to be, we're going to need to get our old position back. You've been sitting as the head of the household for a long time, and you've been comfortable there. And you're comfortable because you had to do it. But your man is home. You understand? Well, Y'all know the song, Your Man is Home. And what I'm saying, y'all... Now, Chantel, you know you know that song. Pastor, what you talking about? 
we're going to have to get ready for change, women. I know you're strong. I know you're boss hogging. I know you're doing your thing. But your man is getting his stuff back, his groove back. You're going to have to back up. Now you're going to have to back up. You're going to have to let him be the head of the household. You're going to have to let him have vision for his home. You're going to have to let him have plans. You're going to have to let him hear from God. You're going to have to follow him. Oh, Bryce, what's going on up in here, Bryce? They say we the people, we coming back, but they still want to be in control of everything. I got a few chuckles out there. Pastor, but I don't have a good one. You wouldn't know you ain't gave him a shot. You ain't gave him a chance. <laughs> you ain't let him lead. You've been leading so long, you don't know how to let go of the wheel. Let that man drive for a little while. And don't tell him where to turn when he drives. Because that means you just driving, but his hand's on the wheel. Turn it, turn that, slow down. Chill, man. <laughs> I know you've been in charge for a long time, black woman. But it's time to rest. It's time to rest. It's time to say, La, let the men arise. They're never going to rise to their place until you make room. You see, they're going to make some mistakes. You got to let them make the mistakes. But you got to let them grow. That's not your position. You was just there until that man got back ready. You understand what I'm saying? You was there until that man got back, got back ready. And I'm going to tell you right now, our black women are remarkable. They're amazing. I'm telling you. They doing things, hey, God, they doing things, we're going we gonna to wind down. They doing things that, that hallelujah, it seems like it's almost impossible things they're getting accomplished, man. Yes, but if you think the black woman something, you ain't seen her man in his full glory. You ain't seen, no, you ain't seen her man in his full glory. Because God would never put that awesome, talented black woman under a man who was just as awesome, just as talented, just as anointed. Black woman, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't tapped into half of what that man got. Let go the wheel. Let go the wheel. Get off the throne. Let him be the head of household. Let him make some decisions. Let them raise them sons and raise them daughters and give them the male experience. That's the only way they're going to fully be socialized and ready. Ready for the world. Let's have a word of prayer. God, we thank you so much for a deep word tonight. I done kept them long, God, real long tonight. But it's okay, God. You say that you'll bless them for being here tonight, God. I may cut a little bit off of Sunday service for them, Derek. I don't know. We're going to see. 
But I pray a hedge of protection around them as they go home, a wall of fire around them. And I pray a special anointing of, of purity, God, to just descend upon your people. Bring us back to what we was and even better. Help us not to operate in sexual immorality. God, if there be any in this place who've made some mistakes, who, who would say, Pastor, I don't even know if I'm saved. I done made so many. Father, I pray that you save them tonight, God. You're the God of David. You're the God of Abraham. You're the God of men and women who have made plenty of mistakes, but your blood still forgives. Everybody in the sound of my voice, just pray and say, Father God, most high, you know everything that I've done. All my strengths, all my weaknesses, all my mistakes. Please forgive me. I pray, believing that you died on the cross for me, that you were buried in the grave, and that you rose the third day. Save me and sanctify me. Give me purity. For your word says, he that loves pleasure shall be poor. And I don't want to be poor. In heaven, all in earth purify me in Jesus name amen 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 come on give y'all some glory hallelujah thank you Woo! may the Lord bless you may he keep you may he cause his face to shine upon you Woo! Hallelujah, brother. Thank you. May he bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you and bless you. Bless you in peace. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Love y'all. Be blessed. Be blessed.